1: Thank you for joining us. Pastor Rander continues his two-part series on anger by sharing God's inspired word on how to minister to angry people and his prescription for healing our own anger. The Bible tells us that we ought to always pray and meditate on God's word. We're all guilty of reacting to the anger within us rather than handling it God's way. The good news is we don't have to stay in that mindset. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy As Pastor Rander speaks to us today, have your Bibles?
2: Be so kind enough to turn to the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. This is the last message in this series entitled, How to Remain Calm in a World Gone Mad. How to Remain Calm. In a world gone mad, the scripture says in Ephesians 4:26:27, "Be angry and do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil, nor give place to the devil. How to remain calm in a world gone mad. In previous messages, I have made you aware of anger and its devastating effects in our nation as well as in the world in which we live. In previous messages, we have defined anger. We have given examples of righteous and sinful anger revealed in Scripture. We have explained why people become angry. We have given different levels of anger We've given signs of hidden anger, and we've also spoken on uh, how people handle anger. If your anger is getting the best of you, it is critical that you are set free and healed, lest it destroy you and those you love the most. You see, my friends, the following principles would be beneficial for healing to occur if we would adhere to these principles that I'm about to give. So so just write this down. God's prescription for healing your anger. God's prescription for healing your anger. Number one, If you do not know the Lord as your personal savior, you need to call on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. For the Lord is the only one who is able to heal your soul. So your soul needs to be saved. And once you have come into a saving, authentic relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then and only then can you be healed of anger and bitterness and rage and fury and wrath. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, for whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. John fifteen five says, apart from Christ, you can do nothing. So you got to realize you can't cure yourself of anything. You need the power of God. You need a power outside of you. And that's that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He has the power. He is able to heal like only he can heal. Unless you repent and surrender your anger to Jesus Christ, it will destroy you. How many people are in the grave because of anger? How many people are? are totally destroyed emotionally because of anger. How many people have destroyed their families because of anger? How many people are in prison because of anger? Luke 13, 3 says, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And unless you ask God to heal your soul and heal your anger, it will ultimately destroy you. Number two, if you're going to deal with anger within you, know who you are in Christ. Know who you are in Christ. As a child of God, your personal worth is founded on the truth that God loves you. Jesus died for you, and the Holy Spirit indwells you. Only when you deny self and allow the Lord to be in control of your life and not allowing your emotions to control you can you be healed of anger and then respond to others with love and compassion. Do you know you belong to Christ? Do you know you're called to represent Christ? Do you realize you're the salt of the of the earth? Do you realize we are his people, the sheep of his pastor? We are his children, and we can't be God's finest of representatives until we get a handle on anger. Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me the gospel of john 330 says he must increase i must decrease in other words if you're going to to look like jesus if you're going to be a disciple and learner of the lord jesus christ it is important that it be less of you and more of god There must be a decreasing of our ego and our pride and our selfish ways and our attitudes and and a decreasing of those things and an increasing of the presence of God in our lives. (laughs) Number three, if you're going to be healed of anger, you need to admit that you are angry. Do not suppress or deny how you feel. Remember that anger which is denied or suppressed can never be healed anger that is denied or suppressed can never be healed uh james 5 16a says confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed you can't really worship god with a spirit of anger that's right you can't exalt his holy and high name uh, with with anger resident in the soul, in the life of an individual. You, you can't worship God. You can't even pray uh, authentically with anger embedded all in your life. That's right. You can't encourage anybody if you're angry. You can't even help anybody if you're angry. You can't even help yourself if you're angry. Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Number four, try to understand why you're angry. After you identify and admit that you're angry, then you need to try to understand why you are angry. In other words, can you isolate the cause? Refuse to make excuses like, well, anger runs in my family. My mama was angry. My daddy was angry. We, I, we came out of a violent family. Let me tell you something. A whole lot of folks came out of bad families. But Just because you came out of that family don't mean you have to perpetuate that kind of, of thing. Refuse to make excuses like anger runs in my family or I don't mean anything by it. or That's just the way I am. I can't help myself. Excuse me, child. (laughs) I'm just not there yet. Here's one. Be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Have you heard that one before? It is true. God may not be through with you. That's obvious. (laughs) But he should be making progress in you. He's not through with me either, but you ought to see some evidence of my progress as I grow into the likeness of Jesus Christ. That's just the way you are. What God wants to do do wants you to do something about the way you are. Don't get complacent with the way you are. You keep working on yourself. A lot of word of God to sift that rubbish up so that you can be all that he is calling you to be these excuses. My friends avoids the real root of the problem. My friend excuses will not change your condition. Do you get that? No one is changed by excuses. Will not change, will not change your conditions. What is needed is a transformed heart. Therefore, take responsibilities for your sins.
1: Throughout this two-part series, Pastor Rander guides us through the Old and New Testaments, showing us scripture after scripture on how we can display righteous anger. Rather than react the way the world does, whether anger generates from interactions with others, or we are reacting to our own anger, with God on our side, we can be angry without sin. As children of God, we would do well to commit to the principles given to us in this series. Let's listen as Pastor Rander continues:
2: Psalms 51, 3 and four. you need to turn there, if you will, is the account where David had committed adultery and uh with another man's wife and uh, and God got a hold to him and Nathan was called and and ca- used as God as prophetic voice in uh David's life to to call sin out in his life and he said you are the man and um David humbles himself uh and uh, after his chastening and all these things and after all is said and done uh, Psalms 51, 3, and 4 uh, shows how repentant David really is. It says, for I acknowledge my transgressions as sins. For Look, what he, said. he says my transgressions. He's not talking about everybody else's. That's why you can't be healed. You're looking at other folk issues and not dealing with your own sins. He says my transgressions. Say my sins. My sins. Say it again. My sins. See, everybody else's problem. That's why you can't get any better. you you in everybody else's cup of tea and you're not stirring up your own tea. For I acknowledge my transgressions and look look at that personal pronoun. My sins is always before me. Me. It's me, O oh Lord. And then look against you, you only have I sinned, I didn't make a mistake, I didn't slip, I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Sin is evil, there's no such thing as a cute sin, there's no such thing as a little sin. All sin is ugly, all sin is evil, and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak, And blameless when you judge. Wow, isn't that a powerful passage right there? That's a very powerful passage. So try to understand why you're angry. Number five, avoid having serious discussions when you are physically and emotionally drained and fatigued. Avoid having serious discussions when you are physically and emotionally drained and fatigued. This creates an opportunity for Satan to exploit and do his best work, and you will say things you will regret and cannot take back because you're tired and fatigued. In other words, wives, your husband come through the door, and you've been off that day, and he's all tired, and he's worked 12 hours, and you want to bring up an issue that's been bothering you for the last six weeks. Tommy, he he hasn't taken his shoes off yet. That is not the time. That's right. Either husband, your wife, you come home and uh, your wife has been dealing with the children. And the time you come in the door, you want to stir up some, some issue that's been bothering you about, uh, as it relates to what your wife has done back in 1932. And your wife been wrestling with the children and cleaning up, throw up and changing, don't change, we're changing diapers and pampers and all these things. And all of a sudden, you come home and you want to have a serious discussion. That's not time yet. You have to, you have to choose your time in the spirit of God. Be sensitive to the state or the emotional state of others. If, if you're tired and you're wore out and you, you're just out of it, that is not the time to say, you know what, we need to have a serious talk. No, you don't. You can wait. Because if you have a serious talk, when it's not time to have that serious talk, you'll have an explosion in your face. God makes everything beautiful in his time. Number six, honestly assess your expressions of anger. Honestly assess your expressions of anger. If, for example, you explode first and talk later, probe for alternative appropriate expressions look for ways to deal with each hurt as it arises before pent up unresolved problems can cause an eruption out of frustrations honestly assess your uh, expressions of anger if for example you explode first talk later Pro for alternative appropriate expressions look for ways to deal with each hurt as it arises before pent up unresolved Problems cause an eruption out of frustration. And here's a big point here: hurt people hurt people. Did you get that? Hurt. That's why we want you to be healed. Because when you hurt, you hurt. Not only don't no. Not only do you not only do you hurt, but you end up hurting others because you are hurt. You understand what I'm saying? Earnestly pray for deliverance from a spirit of anger. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9 says, Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the bosom of fools. Anger lodges. You know what I mean, If we let anger just be prolonged, it'll make a fool out of your child. Fool out of a husband. Fool out of a mother. Fool out of a child fool out of a student in school come into school and kill up teachers and all you see so be not quick in your spirit to become angry number seven there are times when your anger or criticism is legitimate there are times when your anger or criticism is legitimate seek the lord's timing as to when to address an issue And speak the truth in love. You know, I got something I want to tell you. I want to get this off my chest. I'm sick and tired. No, 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 no. No, that's not the way to do that. Speak in love. Use some adjectives. You know, color up your words. Honey, sugar, I have a concern. Can we take a moment to discuss these things? Do you have a little time now? Is it, is this the right time? It was Thomas Kempis. Y'all laughing because y'all don't talk like that. <laughs> That's funny to y'all. <laughs> Thomas Kempis, it was Thomas Kempis who said, and I quote, When anger enters the mind, wisdom departs. "Unquote." When anger enters the mind, wisdom departs. Listen, when you're angry, uh, every ounce of wisdom you have, you have just go. Satan exploits you. You can't act wise. You can't think critically. You don't even think logically. You can't think spirit, uh, thought, spirit-filled thoughts. Anger becomes a barrier to that kind of thing. You see. Proverbs 51, instead of going off and shouting and screaming and hollering and cussing and, and huffing and fussing, you got to realize that Proverbs 51 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And, and sometimes the poor man is trying, or the lady is trying, honey, what you want? No, no, your, your harsh words. Harsh words Just harsh Cold Some of your husbands are too cold your, Some of your wife uh, your, 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 your remarks are too Your comments are too cutting You're not sensitive You don't think before you speak And it's, and it's to the detriment of your own marriage you, Your marriage will, will go up 10 feet If you just start communicating better and speaking in love. You know what, what amazes me? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Some of y'all talk better to your, to, to your friends and other church members than you do your own spouse. Oh, child. Oh, God. I'm praying for you. Isn't God good? What's your prayer list? What you want? Look, all that spiritual talk, on that phone, ought to ought to be transferred to your children and your spouse once you hang up that phone. You ought to talk to them just as spiritual spiritually as you talk to your other members in this church. Now that's, that's hypocrisy to talk to others better than you talk to your own family. That's right. That's it's, it's hypoc it's hypocritical. Come all the way to church. You're not speaking to one another, but not, you're shaking and embracing and hugging everybody in church. And go home and still don't talk. You need to watch what you do, what you say. Number eight, ask yourself, is expressing anger the best response? Ask yourself, is expressing anger the best response? Is there a more appropriate response to this, prop, to, to this problem Um than, than anger. Is there a better way I could handle this situation instead of expressing myself in a spirit of anger? Instead of expressing anger by the Holy Spirit's power, control your anger and allow him to help you re-channel your anger, focusing on compassion. To use that that's why you want to get over your anger because all that, all that en- energy and all of that that it takes to be angry, uh, you can be using it more, you can be using that emotion more constructively in being kind. Rechannel that anger and be more sympathetic. Instead of being angry, be more understanding. Instead of being angry, be more sensitive. Which will result in your own healing and your being a blessing to others. Proverbs fourteen twenty nine says, "He who is slow to wrath has understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly." Those are some great scriptures and Psalms. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly number nine determine whether your anger is the kind that rises too quickly if so when you start to feel angry seek the lord's guidance through prayer you got to understand prayer is a restrainer prayer will help you control your emotions prayer will control your anger prayer will prayer is a restrainer so seek the Lord's guidance through prayer. If you feel yourself getting out of out of control, stop where you are, settle down, cool down, and separate yourself temporarily from the conflict or provoking situation. Giving your emotions time to settle down will cause you to begin to think clearly. When you settle yourself down, you'll be able to think objectively. And most of all, you can hear what God is saying. When you cool down, calm down, settle down, you can hear what God is saying. God wants to speak. If you would just let him speak, here's a scripture. If you just think you can't hold yourself let me give you another scripture to calm you down. This is a pretty good one. Proverbs twenty nine eleven says, "A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back." Woo! I mean, I just gotta go up. I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta get off my chest. You don't understand. I, 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 I gotta. I, I can't hold it. I, and and uh, there are a lot of fools even in the church. A fool vents all his feelings. I mean you just share, you just go off. Everybody know you mad. Everybody know you out of control. They know you've lost it. Just you just I, don't be a fool. A fool vents all his his, his feelings or her feelings, but a wise man or woman holds them back.
1: Pastor Rander concludes part two of this series on anger by sharing God's prescription for healing our anger. Just think about it. If we apply God's prescription to our own lives by setting a godly example for others, without saying a word, we just might encourage someone else to do the same thing. And on it goes. After all, we are called to set godly examples and be effective witnesses. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander.